Comic fam, for the first time in a long time, this is a very DC-heavy list, and most of these books are affordable. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Comic Tom 101 for another Top 10 Trending Comics. If you have noticed, I am not Comic Tom 101. I am Fire Guy Ryan. And I am Russ Bright from Mill Geek Comics, also known as the Comic Book Sensei. Tom is at Fan Expo Toronto today, which means this is the first time in five and a half years that he is not in the Trending 10 video. But since Russ and I are such good people, we offered to just take care of it for him <laughs> while he's gone to let him focus on the convention and not have to scramble and worry about doing a trending list while he's there. We can do that ourselves, and we're going to get into it right now here with number 10 on the list. Slap that like, hit that subscribe button, and number 10 on the list, a repeat offender, Alpha Flight Fall of X number one, the one in 50 Art Adams variant. We are seeing an $80 average sale and a high raw sale of $152.50. This is going for $130 at its height last week, so it keeps on climbing. Yeah, I definitely had to double check the trending list and make sure we weren't getting like a repeat of last week's because it's pretty <laughs> rare to see one of these more recent ratio variants make the list. Two weeks in a row. It's pretty impressive, especially when you consider kind of how, honestly, how creepy this book looks. It's a pretty good cover, but Snowbird gives me the willies, those eyes. They just, they burrow right into your soul. And you actually told me about an upcoming Art Adams book that I think we need to make sure people are aware of. Yes, Ryan. Since we spent so much time on Art Adams' old catalog, we'd like to bring your attention to one that's coming up in the very near future. We've already seen solicitations for Amazing Spider-Man number 36. It's a 1 in 25 Black Cat variant that is already pre-selling for $50 to $60. Be on the lookout for that one. What's interesting is I think this Snowbird Alpha Flight variant will hold more value longer term because it's on an Alpha Flight book and it's pretty rare for a shop to order 50 copies of that, especially when you consider Amazing Spider-Man is one of the most popular comics in the world, mm -hmm. and it's a lower ratio. It's a 1 to 25, so we'll probably see that Black Cat book on the list, but maybe not twice in a row. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see in October, but stay tuned. Hit that subscribe. Now, this list of 10 books is sourced from a larger list of 20 books over on the Key Collector app, and as an LCS owner, I use it every single week. It's an absolute necessity, and you should use code TOM101 for two free weeks of the best comic app in existence. That's true, and if you're impatient, you can actually read these lists of trending comics way before this video hits the internet. So if you can't wait to find the information, you want to get ahead of everybody else who's just waiting for this video, just use the code. Use code TOM101, get two free weeks, and stay ahead of everybody else. Let's move on to number nine. We've got John Constantine here. Saga of the Swamp Thing, number 37 from 1985. This book is the first full appearance of John Constantine, and we are seeing $400 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 for $1,800. That's a 283% increase in copies sold this week on no actual news about Constantine. Yeah, Constantine's kind of a weird character, right? He's been in the DC comics a lot lately. He's showed up in two separate Night Terrors tie-ins recently in uh, Zatanna and Wonder Woman Night Terrors. He hasn't had his own series since 2020's Constantine Rise and Fall, written by Tom Taylor with art by Derek Robertson. That was a black label standalone, just miniseries. And ever since then, we kind of really haven't seen him headline his own book, so it's, I don't think there's any comic speculation for why we're seeing this character on the list. We also did see him in Swamp Thing, Green Hell, and all the way back in Batman Damned, a couple more of those Black Label titles. So if you're a fan, you should be checking out the Black Label. But the last real news we had was in September of 2022 when Keanu Reeves was talking about reprising his role. So as far as Constantine on screen, we've got that Constantine 2 that Russ was just talking about with Keanu Reeves that, that's kind of just sitting there. It hasn't really been 
followed up on, especially now with the strikes and everything's kind of in limbo. I wouldn't be surprised if that got quietly canceled, similar to the J.J. Abrams-led Justice League Dark series that was going to be on HBO Max. That was quietly canceled earlier in 2023. And then we've also got the Swamp Thing movie coming out by James Mangold that James Gunn announced as part of the DCU. We might see some sort of Constantine pop up there, but that's really up in the air. We don't really know, but either way, this is a cool book and it's worth looking into. The next book on this list should come as no surprise to any of you with the new Ahsoka show premiering this week. Number eight on the list, Star Wars Heir to the Empire, number one, the first appearance of Grand Admiral Thrawn. And spoiler alert, he hasn't even shown up in the show yet and this book is already spiking. We're seeing a 190% increase in copies sold, $180 for a raw average sale and a high 9.8 9.8 for $1,100. Meanwhile, a newsstand copy of a 9.8 is almost double that at 1,999. People are excited for Thrawn. Maybe myself most of all. I'm very excited. And while Thrawn wasn't in the first two episodes of Ahsoka, his presence definitely looms over the whole show. Everybody's freaked out, looking for him, scared he's going to show up, scared of what it means for Thrawn to show up. Because if you are uh, a fan of Star Wars Rebels, which you should definitely check out, by the way, Thrawn was all over the back end of that show. And he was a very intimidating, scary presence. And I'm very excited to see what he does in live action. So if you've been watching the Hot 10 list with Comic Tom and Gem Mint Collectibles, you know this book has been blazing hot for a while now. And with Thrawn's impending appearance, it is just going to get hotter. But it's trending because it's selling more often this week. And since we haven't even seen him on screen yet, this may actually be the calm before the storm. And we're here at number seven on the list with Uncanny X-Men number 207 from 1986. This is unfortunately on the list because of the passing of the inker Dan Green, who did work on this cover specifically, which is why we're seeing this book hit the list. It's uh, a John Romita Jr. cover with Dan Green inks. We're seeing $35 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 for $239 almost two months ago, but more consistently we're seeing it in the $150 range. It's a 220% increase in copies sold. Now, it's kind of sad that we don't talk about inkers more often, but back in the 70s and 80s and even before then, they were really an integral part of making the comics come to life. Yeah, I definitely felt weird when I heard about Dan Green's passing earlier this week and felt that I was not familiar enough with who he is and Mm -hmm. the work he's done. And it made me really kind of second guess myself and think about how, as comic fans, we kind of look at it as this book is written by so-and-so and and drawn by so-and-so, and and we kind of leave it at that. We don't don't usually take into account the colorist or the letterer, the inker, especially in this Mm -hmm. case. So it's, it's definitely making me pause and take a closer look at everybody who collaborates to make a comic a comic. Bleeding Cool had an excellent article this week sharing many eulogies, and we'd like to read the one from Adam Kubert. We worked together on many, many comics back in the day. I would pencil and Dan would ink. But to call Dan an inker wasn't accurate. Dan was an artist. He clarified the drawing and made it better. Dan gave the drawing more energy. Everything had its own texture. Hair was rendered differently from skin, from leather, from foliage. His line work was fluid and never labored, and he made it look so damn easy. So while it's always unfortunate to have to talk about somebody on a list like this because they've passed, it certainly makes me look at their work in a new eye. And in this case, it makes me aware of their work in the first place. And now I want to track down some things that Dan Green's worked on and just be more conscientious when I'm reading comics and focus on 
all of it, the whole package, and not just the script and the pencils. So the next book on the list is absolutely here because of the new Blue Beetle movie, but it will not be the last. Number six on the list, Booster Gold, number one. First appearance of Booster Gold, first appearance of Blackguard. We are seeing $90 average sales and a high 9.8 of $600. So that $600 sale that Russ just mentioned was back in July, but more recently, earlier in August, we saw a 9.8 go for $410 leading up to the Blue Beetle movie. We're tying that together with Booster Gold here, but as you know, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold do have a very, very tight bond and friendship. It's not too surprising maybe to see the two characters merge on screen in live action at some point down the road. That's maybe why this book is on the list. We are seeing a 183% increase in copies sold, so something's happening with Booster Gold behind the scenes. Now, while prices are down, demand is definitely up. And the fact that we have confirmation that back in January of this year, we knew that there was going to be a Booster Gold series on HBO Max. After multiple delays, we had the Blue Beetle movie get released and the fact that Booster and Blue Beetle work together so well, it's only going to make sense that we will see a crossover between the two. James Gunn definitely announced several projects way back in January, and Booster Gold, I feel like, is one of the ones that has kind of slipped under the radar in recent months. So make sure you keep your eye on all of those because they are coming. We're moving on. We're getting to number five on the list now with Blue Beetle number one. Russ said it earlier. We're just talking Blue Beetle here for most of the rest of the list. (laughs) This is Blue Beetle number one from 1986. A high print run book still going for $15 average sales and a nice looking copy graded at a CGC 9.8. It's going to run you about $200. This is the first appearance of Conrad Carapax. And this makes sense because, again, spoiler alert, Carapax is featured very heavily in the movie. This is not the first appearance of Blue Beetle and the fact that he was originally Charlton character and then brought over into the DC universe at Crisis of Infinite Earths. This is his first ongoing solo series at DC. Russ is way better than I am about seeing movies on time. (laughs) I still need to make time to go see Blue Beetle. I'm probably going to go next week, but we are seeing a 300% increase in copies sold on this book in particular because it's the first appearance of the villain from the movie and... His costume at the end of the movie looks very similar to what we see in his first appearance here in this issue. After much anticipation, this book is back on the list. It's been almost a year since we were talking about it, and still there are only 89 copies graded at a CGC 9.8. Even with the movie coming, people didn't get their books in, and that may change considering that Conrad Carapax was actually in the movie. Something tells me people might have been more focused on Jaime Reyes keys specifically. We'll get into that a little more down later on the list but now we need to move on we're talking about number four here this is invisible woman issue number one from 2019 her first solo series we are seeing four dollar average sales and a high cdc 9.8 for 70 dollars on this beautiful adam hughes cover it's a 475 percent increase and there's no real confirmation or anything but there is definitely speculation that we may be seeing sue storm as the focal point of the new fantastic four project We're seeing a 475% increase in copies sold of this book from week over week because of those Fantastic Four movie rumors, and it does make sense to see uh, Sue Storm be the focal character for this movie. I think if we tried to tell the story through Reed Richards' POV, it might be a little, like, cold and and distant. You know, he's not the most friendly, welcoming character. It'd be kind of an interesting story, but I think uh, Sue Storm makes the most sense. So keep in mind, before the SAG after strike, we were talking about rumors stating that Vanessa Kirby was going to be playing Sue Storm, but it may be a little while before we get confirmation on anything. This was a six-issue miniseries, and all the A covers were done by Adam Hughes, and of course, they're gorgeous, but there are other covers in this run that are really cool, too. There's some variants in here, specifically ones by Steve McNiven, 
We've got Stephanie Hans, and we've got Amanda Connor. There's some really cool covers in this run, and they're definitely worth checking out. Comic fam, support what we do. You should subscribe to the Mystery Mail Call. Have us send you awesome comic books every single month. Link in the description down below. Sign up right now for a boy's number one Homelander Johnny DeJardin variant. That boy's variant is a virgin variant, by the way. Everybody gets one in their box. We've also got one per box. Plot Holes, Sean Gordon Murphy's upcoming independent series. Everyone's getting a variant of that as well, done by Sahad Shah. There is a black and white version or a color version. They're both virgin covers, but you will get one or the other in your box. That's the mystery. Number three on the list, Star Wars, Kane and the Last Padawan, number one. Another book being moved by Ahsoka premiering on Disney Plus this week. We are seeing $50 average sales and a high 9.8 for $210. It's only a 117% increase in copies sold, but as we see more of our Rebels favorites, I think this book is going to pick up steam as well. Earlier this week, Disney Plus dropped the first two episodes of Ahsoka, and I was very excited. I did all my homework. I watched all of Star Wars Rebels earlier this summer, and it shot up to my like top-tier Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I, I loved Rebels way more than I was expecting to, and I strongly recommend you guys watch that too. But I think Ahsoka, the show, stands on its own. If you, if you haven't seen Rebels, if you don't want to put in all the work to watch that, again, I recommend it. But you don't need to. I am a lifelong Star Wars fan, but I also understand that there are guys that are more in your generation that grew up watching Next Generation or are going to be more Star Trek fans. And if your first interest was Phantom Menace, it may not necessarily have been as life-changing as some of us who watched the original trilogy. But really, if you haven't given Rebels a chance, you need to. And in the same breath, I want to say Ahsoka is worth watching because these characters Characters are great. And this book, Kane and the Last Padawan number one, does feature first appearances of a bunch of these Rebels characters. We see Ezra Bridger, Kanan Jarrus, Hera Sinjula, Sabine Wren, Zeb Aurelius, and Chopper. What a great team. Early on in Rebels, I decided that Chopper was my favorite character, and he's definitely my favorite droid in all of Star Wars. I, I love that guy so much, and before I turn this whole thing into like a big Chopper fest, I want to ask you guys, let us know down in the comments who is your favorite character on Star Wars Rebels, and what are you most excited to see in Ahsoka? Back to Blue Beetle, we have number two on the list, Infinite Crisis number three classic Jeff Johns and in this issue we see the first appearance of Jaime Reyes we are seeing a $20 average sale and a high CGC 9.8 for one hundred dollars this is a 500% increase in copies sold but people need to keep in mind that there is a George Perez cover and a Jim Lee cover the Jim Lee cover is by far and away the more popular one and that's the one we're seeing more copies sell of on eBay right now the box office estimates for the Blue Beetle movie have been kind of all over the board but a little a little low right people weren't expecting this movie to be very successful and it definitely didn't do uh, gangbusters at the box office as they say but it seems to be performing relatively well from fans. The fact that we're seeing so many Blue Beetle books on the list here is a pretty good indicator, and I am definitely going to make time to go see this movie next week. You may have seen Cholo Maridueña in the Cobra Kai show, so we know he can fight, but honestly, being able to see his depiction of Jaime Reyes and his relationship between his family is really what ties this whole movie together. It is a beautiful movie. It is well done. The special effects are great. The fight scenes are great, but yeah, we knew he could fight and he can absolutely act. This is worth seeing, and I believe the people that are going out and taking the time to see it are really going to 
enjoy it. It has dethroned Barbie as the number one movie. So while Warner Brothers and other people are making excuses about it not making as much money, it really does deserve to be at first place. And if you haven't seen it, go do it, comic fam. You're going to dig it. Speaking of first place, we're about to be here at number one on the list. But before we get to that, we want to remind you out there to hit that like button. The thumbs up, in case you aren't familiar with what the like button is. Also hit the subscribe button. That's down there. It's that red button that says subscribe. There's a shocking amount of our viewers who just watch the videos every week, but don't hit the subscribe button. I don't know if like we're like hurting your feelings or something, but you're hurting our feelings, right? Like Hit the subscribe. It, it doesn't cost you anything. It helps us out a whole bunch. We'd like it. We would really appreciate it. Let's get to number one. Number one on the list, Blue Beetle, wrapping it up, Infinite Crisis number five. This is the first full appearance of the third Blue Beetle. This is Jaime Reyes in all of his glory, and the Jim Lee cover is his first cover appearance. It is also number nine on the Hot 10 list this week. This book is scorching. $50 average sales and a high 9.8 for $260 means it's a really affordable book that's on the Hot 10 list. In case you don't watch the Hot 10 with Comic Tom and Gem Mint and you missed the fact that this book was on there, I'm going to run through those numbers again for you real quick here. We've got a 9.0 that sold for $59 for an increase of 7% over its 12-month average. A 9.4 is up by 10%. A 9.6 is selling for 29% over its 12-month average. And then in 9.8, we saw 10 total copies outsell that 12-month average. The highest went for $250 for an increase of 33%. The Hot 10 list shows record-breaking prices on these books over the course of the last few years, whereas the trending list is showing increase in copies sold. For a book to be on both, that's a very special book. This one had a 450% increase in copies sold, again, on the success of the movie. Out of 10 books on this week's Trending 10, four of them were Blue Beetle related and two of them were Ahsoka related. I'm interested in seeing how in the course of this following week, if that pattern holds, are we going to see an increase of Ahsoka Star Wars related books as that show ramps up? Is Blue Beetle going to continue dominating the list with nearly half? Are we going to see any of these books fall off next week? Come back and find out. Make sure you're here next week to find out. And as always, geek responsibly. Nuff said. <laughs>